0: Welcome to Consider This Northumberland, a current affairs program dedicated to the issues facing our community. We talk to the people on the front lines and those behind the scenes who make a difference in your life in Northumberland County. So I'm asking you, the listener, to take some time out of your busy day to consider this. A strongly worded letter from the Coburg Police Services Board Chair, Ron Kerr, was sent to town council. It chided Mayor Lucas Cleveland and Brighton Mayor Brian Ostrander for misleading the public regarding a county-wide police study. The county approved $75,000 to update a 2007 study for a Northumberland police force. In today's interview, you will hear Ron Kerr explain the purpose of the letter and why he thinks both mayors were out of line. For him and the police board, it was simple. Just ask us. I'm so pleased to have with me today Ron Kerr, chair of the Coburg Police Services Board. Welcome to Consider This, Northumberland.
1: Happy to be here, Robert.
0: You sent a rather strongly worded letter to Coburg Council regarding a recent discussion at the Police Services Board. It was about countywide policing. Now, why is this such a big deal? It's just an update on an old study. Well, uh, you
1: know, Maybe for some listeners that aren't aware of what the board's duties are, I mean, our mandate is to provide adequate and effective policing to the municipality while remaining fiscally responsible. So our concern with the statements that were issued is that the the reasons for um, dusting off the 2007 study, some of the reasons given were actually inaccurate. So normally the board does not deal with town council except at budget time. So what, what what we did is really unusual. I've been on the board for four years. I was the vice chair for three, and I, I am now the chair. And just in, in all of those years, um, I don't recall us ever having a conversa- conversation like this with corporate town council. But, The fact of the matter is that if you're going to raise an issue, I think your reasons for raising it have to be accurate, and the board would submit that the reasons given by Mayor Cleveland and, surprisingly, by Mayor Ostrander from Brighton um, were not accurate. So the board took the very unusual step of sending a letter to council to the effect that the Cobra police services board did not support reopening this matter. So
0: before we get too far, and I'd like to come back to that and talk to it, talk about it in some uh, detail, but right now in Northumberland, the County spends $20 million on policing. Now that's all the municipalities put together. Now from a taxpayer's perspective, would it not be a good idea to take a look and see if money can be saved? Uh, I mean, you're a taxpayer.
1: Don't you want to see lower municipal taxes? Well, that isn't the board's position. The board's position really is if if you're going to reopen the study, give, give us some good reasons for doing it. And I would submit that a, a 16-year-old study, to quote from a 16-year-old study, when policing has changed so dramatically over the, during that period of time, to be quite frank with you, it's changed dramatically over the last seven years uh, since the provincial government brought in new regulations concerning policing. So our position is like, I'm not an expert on, our board is not an expert on countywide policing. I've read the study, very, very thorough study, but to repeat myself, very, very dated, and I don't feel anything in that study is applicable to t- today's policing. That's my personal opinion. Can you give us
0: some examples of what you mean by the big changes that have taken place? Can you give us a couple of things that we can hang our hat on?
1: Well, for the biggest change and the one that affects all police budgets in the province is what's called presumptive legislation which the provincial government brought in in 2016, basically what that says is that all first responders, now that would be fire, paramedics, and police, that any issues that they have, whether they're physical or mental, are presumed to be job-related. So what this this has created is a situation where... And... um, if I can just refer, and maybe I'm getting off topic for you, but the, the Auditor General did a, a rather scathing report on the largest police force in Ontario, the OPP, back in 2021. And he he not only addressed the shortage of frontline officers, but he pointed out that it was costing almost $43 million a year in WSIB claims now, some of these are very legitimate, but a lot of them were, are a result of this presumptive legislation. At one point in time, prior to 2016, it would be normal to have 6 to 8% of your frontline officers out, either you know, for physical or mental health, health issues. Now, the provincial average is somewhere between 25 and 30%. So I think you can appreciate what that does to a policing budget uh, you, because we are required to provide effective policing. And if you have 25 to 30% of your workforce out, that puts a terrific strain either, either on overtime or hire, having to hire additional officers.
0: But isn't that the whole point of updating a study is to take issues like you've just described um, and integrate them into this study? Uh, I'm not clear as to why that's a problem.
1: Well, uh, well, then I guess I'm repeating myself again is reasons for dusting off a study. Give us good reasons why you're doing it. So give us some facts like why are you doing it? Are you doing it? why wouldn't you just commission a new study? Like, why go back into a 2007 study that is really no longer relevant?
0: So are you saying then that it's not really the idea of the study itself? It's just this process that they're taking of updating an old study. I, am I missing something?
1: Well, I I, I I just don't see how a 16-year-old study is re- is relevant.
0: Okay, so mm. I point well taken. So, so, so that's I, so it, my... So it wouldn't matter then if they were to have a new study. Uh, it's not that you're opposed to the idea of, of countywide policing. It's just you don't like the idea of updating an old study. The,
1: the board is, I mean, the, the board, the board is, really doesn't really have a position on that because the board doesn't have that kind of authority. Municipal policing is uh, is at the whim of the municipal councils, which therefore should be at the whim of the citizens, Right. So, I mean, if the citizens of Coburg decided that they wanted countywide policing and the council, their council, I, I believe, if the majority of the citizens feel that, then the council should, should look at that kind of thing. But it isn't it, it, the board does not give direction as to what, what, what method of policing should, is applicable to Coburg or to any other municipality. That isn't our mandate. It's up to the municipality we put for, our our objection was that we felt the motion to to proceed with in our opinion what should be a new study or dusting off a sixteen year old study the reason the reasons given were inaccurate, and that was our concern you're putting a motion to a to a council county council in this case, and you're saying to them. Let me give you an example. Mayor, mayor Cleveland asserted or submitted that small town forces like Coburgs or Port Hope's have a, have more trouble recruiting, and that larger forces do not have that issue. Well, if if the mayor had come to the Coburg Police Service Board for input on that, we would have directed we would have directed him. To the auditor general's um, report that I quoted uh, a few minutes ago, which at that time, and we're talking 2021, there was a rather scathing report really on the OPP, but it was at that point in time, they were short at least 300 frontline officers. So... And uh, uh, I mean, a lot of a lot of municipalities now are, are uh policed by the OPP. The problem with that is that then the OPP can't live up to the commitments that they have with these jurisdictions because they don't have a, the manpower to do it. So Mayor Cleveland's assertion that Coburg has more trouble re, uh, recruiting than the OPP, or for that matter, Robert, any of the large services in in Ontario, be it York, Peel um uh, you can go on and on they all they're all having the same recruiting issue so mayor cleveland in support of the motion made that point that one of the problems that would be solved would be that easier to recruit officers that's not accurate
0: well before we get all into this deep water um Amalgamating police is not a new idea in Northumberland. I mean, the OPP did go around in 2011 and 2012, and many municipalities across Ontario, I think it was like 60 at the time, jumped on board. Now, the question I have for you is you seem to be very critical of the OPP. Do you think the OPP can do a good job?
1: No, no, I'm not critical of the OPP at all. All I'm, all I'm quoting to you is an auditor, the results of an auditor, fairly recent Auditor General's report on OPP policing. I am not critical of the OPP at all. So
0: you think they could do they, a good job?
1: Well, no. I feel that they, 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 they have to deal with a lot of issues that all police forces have to deal with, whether they be smaller municipal forces like Coburg and Port Hope or, or the larger forces. I think their problems are all the same. Are, are the same. I, I, I know there are, I, I forget how many municipalities now are policed by the OPP. And I'm just saying it's very difficult. Just like for, for the um, Coburg service, at times, we've had trouble having enough manpower to fulfill our mandate. And I, my position would be the OPP has the same issue at times.
0: It's what I'm hearing saying. It, 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 there's no great advantage then in going to the OPP because you all have the same challenges, the same budgetary pressures, et cetera. Is that, am I understanding your point?
1: Well... Uh, yeah, we keep going we're going round and round here now Robert uh, well I just want to be clear well, my that's point, all my, you know, my point is if you're going to renew a study or, or commission a new study the reasons for doing it I think have to be analytical and in this case all, all we read from the county motion or the, the position put forward by the two mayors were not factual Okay. So so the, the I mean as a, as a taxpayer I, I I can't believe that the county decided to drop 75k on this without okay. delving a little further All into right. the issue.
0: All right. Point point taken. Point taken. <laughs> no, good good. <laughs> now listen, uh, do you currently share services or do joint work with other local police forces is Yes.
1: Yes, we do. Can you give us we, some examples? If we, if we, yeah, could you give we'll us some examples? We'll call on for hope at times.
0: Yeah,
1: and we will call on the OPP at times. Um, you know, if um, well, I mean, for example, that that homicide that occurred in Coburg within yeah. the last year or so. I mean, the OPP was called in to investigate that because uh, the small town services do not have the abilities to, you know, conduct that that kind of investigation. So yes. Uh, we have a very um, um, engaged police chief, and he never h- hesitates to reach out. He'll reach out to Port, to Port Hope. He'll reach out to Peterborough. He'll reach out to the OPP. He'll reach out to anyone he has to reach out to.
0: Now, it's not unusual to see the county provide emergency services. They already do ambulance service for the county. Does the police service board have any concerns about the county's ability to provide similar services for example policing? I don't know. Okay. Now, the letter you signed um talked about this disinformation, this misinformation that was uh right. put out there by Lucas Cleveland and Mayor Brian Ostrander. Now, did you ever have a chance? Did they talk to either of them before you wrote the letter or has there been any no. communication?
1: No, you see, and I mean, I mean, we're all thick-skinned. I've been around the, you know, I, I'm very thick-skinned, <laughs> age thing more than anything. Um, they didn't, neither one of them reached out to anyone. They didn't reach out to the board. They didn't reach out to the uh, CPA, the Coburg Police Service. For any for any comment, and, and I, I addressed this a little bit earlier, Robert, when I said if the mayor had reached out to the board on the recruiting issue, I mean, we would have given him our answer, but we would have referred him to that Auditor General's report, which was very specific, that larger boards are are, are dealing with the same issues that smaller boards are.
0: So how did you find out about
1: the motion then? How did we find out? was on maybe on social media, I believe, was it not? Perhaps, perhaps today's Northumberland. I, I, I don't recall, to be quite frank with you. Somebody would have pointed it out, uh, to members of the board. And I believe it might've been on, but don't quote me on that uh, because I'm not, I'm not positive All right. All right. that that, that, that may have been the source.
0: Okay. Now, what was your re- initial reaction when you got the news?
1: the initial reaction of all the board members was why didn't either of these mayors reach out to us first? Can you tell us
0: what was the reaction of uh, Chief Paul Vandegraff when he got the information and was discussing it with you?
1: Uh, Basically the same. Did you hear from any of the
0: officers or the union or staff?
1: Oh, yes. Oh, yes. You have to understand that a mor- for, I, I think you you've lived in Coburg for for a long time. You you must have been around when the last well back in two thousand and seven, when when this was being addressed and the the lawn signs everything were going up, and I mean this is a terrific kick to the morale of our current officers for sure. And if I may, while we're on that subject, not only to our officers and their morale, but to our business center. Now when I, re- when I reference the business center, are you aware of what I'm talking about?:
0: No, I was going to ask you, go
1: ahead.. Okay. So we have a very um, effective business center what it, which performs criminal record checks, vulnerable sector checks it's, it's a very lucrative business, to be quite frank with you, and we're one of the top organizations in Canada doing these these checks. but when it's a very competitive business also. Now the funds from the business center pay for all the capital costs for the Coburg police service. So when I'm, and when I say all the capital costs, I mean all the capital costs. Recently, we've had to update our, our fleet of uh, vehicles that those funds come out of the uh, business center. Um, we initiated um what was called an officer safety program last year, which entailed body worn cameras updating the various pieces of equipment that the officers require. All of those funds came out of the business center so I think over the last since the since the business center has been operating and here again i I don't want to quote an inaccurate figure, but close to two million dollars has been expended out of the business center on capital costs for the Coburg Police Service. Now, when I say the capital, that means that those costs do not go on the tax levy. So when an announcement comes out about that maybe there's going to be a change in the policing model, and we know the last time around in 2007, the only service that bid on the countywide policing was the OPP, that the OPP is really not in the criminal investigation Business uh, report. Business. So right now we have a very effective business center that is providing a, a huge break to the taxpayers. We also employ a fairly large number of individual people, well-paid jobs. Um, so if that business was to go down, you're going to you're going to lose that capital, and you're going to lose all those jobs. So whenever it, So my point here is that our customers pay attention to public statements and they wouldn't hesitate for a moment if they thought that the corporate police service business center might die out, might cease to exist, they would jump ship and go somewhere where they could get the service they need. A lot of these criminal record checks are are time limited. They're, they're, They're needed on an almost give it to me today basis so any any suggestion that that business might not be in existence like i say we we would be losing customers and therefore the uh, tax levy for policing would increase make make no mistake about it policing is expensive i mean go back to when you and i were younger policing was policing so you know i mean it was law enforcement now it's homelessness it's it's mental health issues it's drug issues. All our cruisers now are, you know, are equipped with Narcan kits. I mean, a lot of the, a lot of the policing, a, a lot of the police calls are to do with mental health and drug issues. Um, that isn't the way it used to be. So my point here is the demands on policing seem to increase year by year, and therefore the costs go up.
0: Coburg Councillor Adam Bureau read from a prepared statement at the town council meeting last week. He also sits on the police services board. Now, he made it very clear uh, about the thing that you were just talking about. And I I wanted to I'm glad we talked about it. And that's the criminal checking service that Coburg provides would be disbanded if there was uh, a takeover. And obviously, you've uh, explained how it works. Now, if if I'm not wrong, uh, somewhere between a million and a half and two million dollars worth of business it does annually, right? Something about that?
1: Um, I don't have the, the, okay. fi- the, the accurate figure. In the but, but as you described, I mean,
0: it's, it's a very it's critical a very, component. It's
1: a very, it's a very successful business. Yes, it is.
0: All right. So now, Mayor Lucas Cleveland said in an interview I did last week that he is a huge supporter of the Coburg police.
1: Do you believe him? I don't know. To be quite frank with you. You know, we have a, you know, I, I'm not here to uh, you know, uh, make Mayor Cleveland's life any more difficult than it is. I give full credit to anyone that runs for municipal council. I did consider it at one point in time, but I decided not to. Um, so it, it isn't for me, you know, to make a statement like that. I'm I would say he was mis he was misinformed.
0: He also said in the interview that he has so much faith in the Coburg Police Force that he wants to see Coburg run the entire county-wide policing. Do you think that's a good idea?
1: I don't know. I don't know. Back in 2007, of course, you know, when the RFP went out on county-wide policing, the only the only um, service that applied was the OPP. I mean, I think you can appreciate, I, like, I don't know. I. I'm no expert on countywide policing or on regional policing or anything like this. Other than I know they are huge services that require a lot of uh, administration. And I I think for a small service to take over like a a whole county, it would be quite a challenge in my opinion, but, but I don't, I, you know, detail wise, I have, I I really can't um, state, you know, an, an actual opinion on that. Has
0: this incident hurt the relationship between the Coburg Police Services Board and the town?
1: Not in my opinion, no. We, we, as I said, when we started off here, we took the very unusual step of sending a letter to Coburg Council, which here again, in my memory, and, and I've only been on the board for four years, so maybe it did happen before, but I don't recall it ever happening before. We took that, un, un, that unusual step, we were very pleased that the vote on, at council was five to two to support our position. We were very pleased about that. So no, I don't. I don't think there's a from our standpoint. There's no hard feelings on this. I mean, were we annoyed that we weren't consulted? And surprised? Certainly, we were. We were very surprised that we weren't consulted because, I mean, I think any any reasonable person would say well if I'm going to take a position on something who can I talk to that might give me some insight into this and it wasn't done and as far as Mayor Ostrander goes we were very surprised that a mayor from an adjacent municipality would come out and report that he knew issues concerning the Coburg Police Service that he doesn't know that he has absolutely no insight to and that by making statements like that about, you know, very, various issues that the CPS might be facing, he wasn't talking about facts. He was talking about conjecture and opinion. And we were very surprised at some of his comments.
0: The Coburg Police Force is undertaking a study to look at a new police building with policing up in the air will you proceed with any plans to advance a new building
1: we have we we put on an rfp for for uh to do a needs assessment or an assessment of the current building uh that the deadline for those just closed um last week i haven't seen them yet i understand we have received five or six proposals for the uh for the assessment. The board, (laughs) I've also been told, some of them are 600 pages long, (laughs) which I'm not looking forward to reading them, but I haven't seen them yet. No one on the board has seen them yet. Uh, I'm sure they'll be addressed at at the next uh, board meeting. Two members of the board have been assigned to to be the lead uh, figures on assessing the uh, RFPs. And then, um, but no decision has made to proceed. And in today's climate, as you said, with sort of you know a, a number of things on the table right now, I can't predict how the board will want to proceed at this point in time. So,
0: what's next for this issue going forward? Uh, how do you see it going forward?
1: Well, my understanding is the county, and here again, I, this is only. I haven't heard any response from the county, so I'm assuming the county will go ahead and dust off that 2007 report. And um, I would question what they're going to get for 75K. I don't know if you've read the report. It's very, very lengthy. Um, but here again, I don't know if if they're going to get what they need for $75,000 or not. But I, I, I would assume they're going to go ahead with it. So I guess next steps are to wait and see what the county comes up with um, whenever that might be. I don't think that um, dusting it off is going to be a short-term process because of the way policing has changed since 2007. But I could be wrong. I'm, I'm certainly not an expert on, on, on that matter. So,
0: Do you know, since you've sent the letter, has uh, Mayor Cleveland reached out to you at all to follow up?
1: Yes, he has. He's requested to to appear as a delegation at our next board meeting. And um, I just received, I haven't opened it yet. I see I received an email from him this morning in that regard. So I would assume he will be appearing at our next board meeting. Now, our policies, procedures and policies are much like the towns when it comes to delegations. The mayor is entitled to come. He's allowed 10 minutes to to make his case or you know to to um say what he wants to say members of the board will have an opportunity to ask them questions ask him questions if they so desire but much like delegations to well just like delegations to Coburg council mayor cleveland will not have the right to direct specific questions to the board so and when that, will that be that will be the third tuesday in march we're, we're looking for, we're, we, 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 you know, he's approached some of us since, since the letter and stuff. And, you know, like, uh, you know, behind the scenes kind of, he, he has talked to some members of the board. Yeah. Okay. Privately. All right. On
0: that then, Ron Kerr, I want to thank you so much for talking to me today.
1: Anytime it was a pleasure. <laughs>
0: That was Coburg Police Service Board Chair Ron Kerr. I want to thank my guests this week for talking to me, and I want to thank all the listeners for tuning in today. Please join me again next week when we will talk to the people on the front lines and those behind the scenes who make a difference in your life and Northumberland County. So please tune in. If you would like to listen or share this or any podcast, please check out my website at consider-this.ca. There you will find past podcasts, news, and other information about life and politics in Northumberland County. Or you can go to the radio station's website at northumberland897.ca. I'm Robert Washburn. Thanks for taking time out of your day to listen in, and I hope over the week you will continue to consider this. Thank you for listening to this podcast from Consider This. If you have any comments or would like to suggest a story, please contact me at considerthisnorthumberland at gmail.com or you can message me on Facebook at Consider This. If you enjoyed this podcast or are looking for more news and information about Northumberland County, please check out my website at consider That's consider And don't forget to share. And again, thank you for listening, and stay tuned for more from Consider This.